Welcome to Ink Pulp Audio, everybody. I'm excited. I have the Moss Babies with me today. I have Becky Clunan and Michael Conrad. Say hi, Becky. Hey, Becky. <laughs> Say hi, Michael. <laughs> hey, how's it going? Uh, good, good. So uh, we're going to be talking and we're going to be drawing. Becky, what are you going to be working on today? I am working on a cover, but it's I don't think this project has been announced, so it's it's a secret project. Okay. So you guys can just watch me draw a secret, secret cover project. What about? I mean, you? I don't know. I just feel oh. bad, you know. <laughs> no, no, no. I don't want you announcing anything. I mean, okay. Theo was kind of in the same situation as you with what he was doing, so yeah. we don't need to spoil anything. Michael, what are you doing? Oh, I don't want to announce it. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Stop making you fun of me. want to say that, don't you? It's kind of uh this is really important. I'm just screwing around with uh there's a thing going on. I don't honestly I don't know who started it. Let me see. Somebody made a template. Uh I don't know. Somebody made a template for this thing where it's like draw six fan art things. Um so I've just been like kind of to get out of my own head a little bit i've been enjoying do, trying to do like one of these a day all right like good. one one set of six so yeah okay, it's cool. a good all right so i'm gonna well we're gonna talk about all that i'm gonna switch my camera and my mic over to my art table so i'm just doing this constantine commission whoa what Okay, I'm walking working over on over here. here. Okay. Hello. So this this is gonna work for now. I have my phone resting in a giant Modoc coffee cup. <laughs> Which is awesome. <laughs> it, it looks fine. This will this will all be great. So um I kinda like so like for my last season of this podcast, I, I did like a trip where I went to Portland and I did like a GoFundMe and I just, it was getting hard to record podcasts while I was uh, at cons. I was getting busy. Everyone was getting busy. Cons have become so long and exhausting. Yeah. So I thought it would be good to take a, a trip just for the podcast. So that went well and I, and I loved it. And I was trying to figure out what to do for this year. And as I was, I was going to do like Toronto and Montreal, I thought, and right before I like was making plans to do that, this thing hit and it kind of took away any travel options. But this whole idea opened up to me because we started streaming with like Essential Sequential and I was like, maybe this will be a good reason because I never do the podcast over the internet and I've never had video but I yeah it's all every time we've done it it's been live you're yeah, really good I only do it live and I and I that's because I, I want like I feel like my podcast is really about capturing like true intimate connected conversation yeah over the internet, that's a very difficult thing to do but these circumstances have uh kind of lent themselves to some limitations that I have creative solutions I have found for. So that's why I'm doing it this way. Are you so, gonna have 
to call it ink pull uh, video now? Well, I, my, my <laughs> I'm joking. I did make a title screen was ink pulp audio video. <laughs> but I can't like totally rebrand it. So I don't no, know. I'm joking. <laughs> I'm making it go along. <laughs> I like it. Um, so the 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 sort of first bit of every conversation has been very much about how what's going on is uh, affecting you, and then we can talk about how it's affecting comics and all that jazz, but. What's it been like for you guys? How's it affected you? What's been going on? Well, we're kind of lucky that we're work from home people. Right. So in that respect, um, like generally the schedule hasn't been like too changed around. You know, of course at first, I've, you know, I'll, I'll speak for myself first that I've been working from home for so long that um, I have a good routine down. Um, so that's been helpful. But when this, when this all really started to hit the fan, it was really distracting. You know, it was hard to get in a full day's work and it was hard to feel like being creative or drawing, you know, even drawing was hard, even if it's like, you know, this is a thing that I technically I know how to do, but sitting down and wanting to draw something when you're just not feeling good, you know, is really difficult. Yeah, I think we're all feeling that. that that's been a really hard thing. Is it just the, like the, the air, like the, the darkness of everything that's going on, you think? Uh, yeah, it's distracting for sure. You know, a lot of our friends here in Austin have been laid off um, and, and out of work. You know, so it's affected people that we know. And, and the more this goes on, the more it's going to, you know, detrimentally affect people that you know. So it's, uh, for me, that's difficult. And um, just reading the news and seeing the, you know, how it's sort of, it's just frustrating, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's hard to even talk about because I feel like everybody knows what I'm trying to say or what I want to say. Yeah. Um, I don't know if I have the words to like express it really, but it's just, I feel very lucky that, you know, most of the jobs that I'm working on are still going on. Right. So I've right. been able to, to have work during this period. Um, yeah. Cause people are getting that call to put your pencil down and stop working. Yeah. That's a scary, scary thing. Um, has it, but yeah, so the emotional aspect has definitely taken its toll on, on my productivity. I, I feel like I'm, I'm giving it all I have and all I'm able to give is 70% of what I normally give at best. Yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat where it's, uh, you know, I'm not working as, like, even if I'm at my desk for the same amount of hours, I'm not getting as much done because there's that constant, like, you know, checking the news <laughs> right right or just like being news all day oh yeah like all day it's ridiculous it's too it's like unhealthy you know because nothing's yeah. changing it's right, just like right. you find out oh my god there's like four more people in our zip code that have corona you know it's like <laughs> all these spring breakers came back and like <laughs> now it's uh austin just had like a big boom which is not i mean 
the only thing that we can do about it is just you know try to be safe and encourage other people to do the same and right right did that happen a bunch of spring breakers came back and yeah it made the news here it was like they all went down and then they came back and a bunch of them tested positive are you <laughs> it was serious like, what yeah like what are you oh doing my God, I didn't know yeah that. that is awful yeah college yeah, I mean, kids when I saw footage of them down there, it was like, what are they doing? Yeah. Yeah, it was ridiculous. And I mean, that was the difficulty with like, you know, canceling Emerald City. I know it was like a big, that was when we started really like, I don't know, like people were taking it seriously before that. But I think in the comics community, when that happened and Emerald City got canceled, it was like, okay, you know? Yeah. That's when it hit me too. Um, have you, so other than like the emotional stress and uncertainty, has it affected you like in any other ways financially or anything? Um, not financially yet. Um, we'll see. I feel like for me, this, like I'm, I'm in a different, uh, yeah. in a different, in a different situation than Becky where I'm newer to the industry. I'm like an unknown quantity to a lot of people. And I was, I was kind of in the process of building up ties and working on selling some projects. And <clears throat> it's really, it's really unfortunate and disappointing um, to not only to have those opportunities kind of, dry up in the space of a handful of weeks, but also to not even have the opportunity to properly mourn that because I'm too concerned about the well-being of the world. Like, I don't have time to kind of lick my wounds and feel sad about, oh, like, I'm not going to get an image book this year kind of thing. Right. Um, and instead, uh, you know, it would be inappropriate for me to come on here and be be all sad about that kind of thing, you know, thinking, oh, my my career as a uh, as a comic writer is going to become easier this year. Um, you know, that's not really the type of person that I, I don't want to come off as that person. But I'd be lying if I said that that wasn't like a big part of my personal narrative right now. Yeah, but I want... I think it's important to talk about your personal narrative. I mean, this thing came out and just affected us all. It's not like it's affecting just everyone else and not you. And I mean, careers are a big part of our lives. And yeah. it's being really uprooted, just blindsided us. On the same hand, it's I think it's really been kind of important and empowering um, for people like me who kind of my default is to just do everything on my own anyway. Right, right. So it's, seeing the world be like, hey, this is going to be critical, especially in this industry. It's going to be critical to be able to be that type of person, to be a self-starter, to be right. uh, willing, to, willing to stick your neck out there and try some things and, yes. and, uh, you know, for me, I was hoping to kind of move away from that a little bit, but if, if self-publishing and doing my thing is, is kind of what I'm going to be looking at, that's really no different 
from the lifestyle that I had before. So, right. I mean, I just hope, I hope economically the world uh, is in a good enough place for people to still be able to enjoy, um, you know, people aren't going to have a ton of spending money. I hope they still got a, a couple bucks to be able to enjoy the stuff that they're passionate about, like comics. I know um, we're, we're facing really dark economic times. Uh, so I don't mind if people got to, got to drop off and get their, get their money right for a second. That's um, sure, sure. it's kind of par for the course as it were. Yeah, but I also think, or I hope that what we offer, like, at minimal is a, can get, give people nice distraction from all the hardships of this. And that's, maybe, the, that's the hope, right? Is that yeah, uh, that's the hope. Pe people like to, to minimize the role of, of entertainment as being like, oh, it's a distraction and stuff like that. Um, but I think there is also a spiritual quality uh, to to being able to imagine and still dream even in the face of hardship. So I really yeah. hope that that people, um, you know, kind of keep that in mind. Like, don't don't beat up on yourself because you're you're watching an extra Netflix or something like that. Like, you gotta right. you gotta keep imagining any like. I don't know. I remember 9/11, and I remember, uh, you know, our 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 president at the time being like, "Hey, we gotta like get back out there and keep living life." And I didn't like that president one bit, uh, mm -hmm. which is kind of, you know, seems like it's been the standard of my life. Is I've never really loved the president, <laughs> although Barack was pretty cool. Uh, so I think like part of it is going to be like, yeah, just keep doing the stuff that you love, whether it's creating comics, reading comics, watching TV, playing music. I love what's going on in social media. I love like friends of mine have been like, oh, I'm just going to fire up Instagram live and I'm going to yeah. like, play some of my favorite songs and stuff. That has been, that's the future of entertainment. Stuff like this is the future of entertainment. I, it's yeah. going to be... It's gonna be um, it's gonna be more peer to peer. It's gonna be people making stuff for like minded people. And shoot, that sounds pretty good to me. I grew up into punk rock and hardcore and stuff like that, and that's what it was all about. It was no one's no one in the mainstream is making the type of music I want to hear. So I'm just gonna form my own dumb band and and do it myself. And uh, I think that's really cool. I agree. I mean, like you said, this is pushing you back to the idea of self-publishing. I feel like it's pushing me back or me towards that as well. But that's that's my roots. I grew up on the same stuff. I was alternative culture, punk, hard, hardcore, metal, hip hop, skateboarding, outsider art. So it's it's definitely like kind of sparked a lot of creativity like there's for me I've noticed a lot of positives in my life from it one of which is like you were mentioning also uh I'm feeling more connected to people I'm spending more time like I'm recording this now but we're hanging out and talking and, and even when I'm not recording episodes I've I've been doing this with friends 
and just trying to do it more and more. I mean, it's like we're all going through this tragedy, but it's pulling us together in some ways too. It's, um, I feel like, you know, maybe by being into outsider stuff, we've got a head start on the world and we can, I don't see that as like a, this big advantage because I don't see art as a competition. I see it as my opportunity to share the things that I've learned over the course of my life and the type of lifestyle that I've led. Um, I can, you know, hopefully share with people kind of how it's worked for me. And it, it is going to potentially create a different type of community and hopefully a more compassionate community, hopefully a community where a lot of the toxic uh, cruelty that we've seen people putting on each other online, hopefully some of that will change and will become more sensitive. And, you know, I, I love that people are holding each other accountable and stuff like that um, with regard to how they engage with the world. Um, but I think we need to work as a, as a community a little bit on on helping people and less on chastising people. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I think we can get to a better place and I'm hoping that this is, um, if there's one silver lining to this, it'll be that we try and keep in mind anybody can go at any time. Right. Anybody right. can get like, I was saying to Becky for a few days, early on in this thing i was like man just wait until somebody that we know goes know. and now we're now we're getting really close like there's celebrities every day now who like maybe people that weren't super on my radar but right. i guess uh, like one of the the song singer songwriters or something from a band called fountains of wayne died the other day and oh, i wasn't mm -hmm. familiar i wasn't familiar with that band but it's like okay now we're now we're getting to a place where it's not just some mysterious person off in asia died right. it's which there's you know that's not to discount the value of their life but it's sure. you're gonna understand the nature of this of this disease when it starts taking from you people that you weren't expecting and younger people like young it, this isn't just like okay, we're going to get rid of all the old people and then have this utopian world. No, that's, that's not how it works. And I, I'm not against, I'm not one of those okay boomer types. I, I disagree with that. I think like people of all ages have, have potential value. Right. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm not, I don't think that there's, <laughs> I don't think that this thing is cute. I try and approach it with a with a degree of levity because we've got no other choice but to do that. Um, right. It's like an old an old boy how it says like, "Cry and you cry alone, laugh in the world laughs with you." I try and like keep that in mind as I'm going through my day. Like, hey man, quit. Becky asked me this morning how I was doing. Or no, she asked if I was happy, and I was like, "I'm usual." And she said, "So you're not happy." <laughs> it's like, it's like that's that's like the type of person that I've become is like somebody who's like generally like my stasis is not happy like what's what am I not happy about I I write comic books for a living I live with my best friend and the person that I love 
Um, right. And and right now, like, I'm lucky that we are quarantined together. I'm lucky to have somebody that I trust and can care about and can be completely upfront and honest with. There's people right now who are stuck quarantining with people that they don't care about. There are yeah, people that. I was talking to, I forget who it was. Oh, I was talking to Jeff DeCal and his buddy has a roommate who he doesn't really know. Like they just sort of share a room together. And um, his, he's like, his buddy's roommate keeps going out and coming, like just going out. And it's freaking this, his buddy out. Like this strange guy he lives with keeps going outside and doing things and who knows what he's bringing home right like that's that's disrespectful and that's yeah it can be really hard to explain to somebody hey like every time you go out you're you're potentially bringing home something that's gonna kill me right right don't don't do that yeah i i don't think i think there's i don't know if it's denial or just the fact like you were saying it hasn't hit close enough to a lot of people but there just seems to be this like i still hear people saying like this isn't really anything to worry about it's media hype and I'm yeah like, I, I mean i was we should be so lucky to have it be media hype i know <laughs> i know i mean i was we'll never know the full scope of this like until they figure out like a way to test everybody right no one really knows how many people have it because and then the idea that you know, there's, you know, they say 25% of people are asymptomatic. And the difficulty with that is like, if you're not symptomatic, you're not getting tested because right. unless you have like the money to get tested, yeah. <laughs> then it's like, yeah. you know, you're not, no one's going to like here if I went to the hospital and I was like, Hey, like, so I think maybe I might have it, but I'm asymptomatic. No yeah. one's going to, they're going to turn me away and be like idiot there's people here who really need the test because they have they're showing symptoms right. so it's like how many people actually have it and right. we will never know and it's um the idea of like living like you have it is the best thing you can do because you know you don't want to spread it to anybody else so that's really what we're trying to do <laughs> yeah that's we're trying to do well uh, yeah, that's what we're trying to do too. I don't know. But I was talking on the first one I recorded these, we were talking to Mateo and early on, like around the time Emerald City was on the verge of getting canceled, Mateo and I were just talking every day because in Italy it was really ramping up. Yeah. And he after like the day after it was canceled, or a few days later. He texted me a photograph of his girlfriend in like a hazmat suit. And that was like, it hadn't really touched down here except for Washington State and um, Oregon, I think. Yeah. And uh, it was in, it was in, yeah. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? And basically, her, his girlfriend who he lives with, her cousin got it. And they were all at dinner when he didn't know he had it. And then her mom and her aunt got it. And her cousin was in the ICU on a ventilator. And her mom and her aunt were at home. They didn't have enough 
beds to take like a case that wasn't like like in in really bad situation they were not good but they weren't having they, they were breathing okay so yeah sent them home with oximeters that measure measure your oxygen levels and uh high needles for mateo and his girlfriend to come over twice a day get dressed in a hazmat suit give them injections they are not medical professionals at all. Yeah, and they were I know. My, my sister's a nurse, and she had to go through years of training to be able to inject someone. <laughs> yeah, so they're having to do this because they're so overwhelmed there. And then her mom ended up in the hospital because her oxygen levels started dropping. And like she noticed, like they said, if you were 90 or above, you're okay. If you get below 90, you need to call for an ambulance. And I think like she hit 89 and they called an ambulance. By the time she got to the hospital and it wasn't long, she needed to be on a ventilator. Jesus. Like it was that fast. And uh, she's home now and she's okay. I mean, she's getting better. She's not fine, but she's improving. And when Mateo was on the podcast, I was asking how everyone's doing and asked about the cousin and I said the cousin in present tense, and he corrected me to past tense, and I, we had no idea that the, but her cousin Damn. had passed away from it. And that was like, like the podcast just went silent. It was me and Mafud and Mateo. It was like, whoa. Jesus. That really hit hard to hear that. And then his girlfriend's now has it. She's not bad. She just she has, I guess, what you'd call a mild case, but she has a fever and she's in bed, not feeling great. But her oxygen levels are fine. Damn. This shit is scary, man. Yeah, I mean, we tr we kind of operate, and I say we meaning like pretty much everyone in our social circles. Uh, we operate thinking that this is like something that takes people who have like immune deficiencies or like older people who are like you know one foot in the grave the other on a banana peel right but right. It, in truth um uh, younger it's t it t it doesn't care it doesn't care oh, how doesn't old you care. are you know it's no, you're just a host yeah um and it's there's something there's something really, to me, it seems unfair. Like it, it seems like, uh, like maybe I should be able to volunteer myself up and be like, don't take a kid, you know, don't take a young person who's like not jaded and like has big dreams and stuff like that. Um, I'm, and I'm, I know I'm not alone. I know that there's plenty of people out there who are like, um, feeling like I, I would throw myself on the sword a little bit and it's not because I've got some hero complex it's because I really believe in youth I really believe in I believe the children are the future my man and I I don't want <clears throat> I don't have any kids but I don't want the kids of today to have to grow up in a world where this is a yearly occurrence yeah, you know, which yeah. It, yeah. which it's very realistic that this could just be like 
hey, this is the new normal. Like, you don't ever fucking leave your house. Like, yeah, we've got... Earlier, like, is this wave one? Like, what are we in for? I mean, the flu comes around every year, right? Yeah, yeah. I'm actually surprised that we haven't experienced a pandemic like this, you know, in our lifetime, I guess, earlier. Yeah, that's true. You know, it's almost surprising that it's taken this long to happen. Yeah, we've been watching a lot of movies about it over the past <laughs> couple decades. Like, I mean, science fiction as a way of predicting things. Yeah. So, yeah. But uh, just real quick to get back to a few points. Um, the reason I was telling that story about Mateo's cousin, or his girlfriend's cousin, was um, he got it because business had him traveling to, I, I don't remember the name part of Italy. It begins with an L. Um, and it was where it first broke out in Italy. And he was traveling there for business before they knew about it. So he got it. They eventually ended up testing everyone in the town. And it was like near 100% of them had had it, whether or not they had a symptom or not. They have a test that can tell you if you if you had it at some point. And it was like nearly 100% of the people there had it in some form. Wow. And that's that, like that shit. To hear that is freaky. But yeah, to get back to also what you were saying, Michael, like my daughter's so upset. She keeps asking us to let her see her girlfriend. We're like, I, it's like, I, we just can't do it. Yeah. And I feel horrible. She's so upset. But Can you imagine that being, how old's your daughter? She is 17. Dude, she yeah, just you... lost her senior year of high school. She's not going to walk. Like all of it's, they canceled school for the year. It's over. Yeah. You imagine that? You like at seventeen, like this shit doesn't like. There's no way that you can understand it. There's no, no way. No. Um. What a what a shame. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's really strange to think about being young in a time like this. It's like, oh, cool. This is the world I'm inher inheriting. We got like a bozo fascist leader <laughs> we've, we've got like several wars still going on as far as i know you know yeah, yeah like still going on the longest war that the u.s has ever been engaged in or their situation in uh, afghanistan like it's still going on yeah. still got boots on the ground over there yeah uh i i was saying to becky i was like man like in our lifetime, we've seen a lot of stuff. We've seen a bunch of wars. We've seen uh, the biggest terrorist attack on U.S. soil. We've seen now this like pandemic. And I thought this is truly like got to be one of the most hardcore generations of them all. But then I thought, man, there's still people around who saw World War II, the Korean War, Vietnam. Right, uh, right. <laughs> you know the nine eleven. It's it's no wonder that there's certain people whose like politics are dictated by fear. Like you've right. only known fear. Like you've only lived that life. Right. And that's right. and that's so much of the focus. Like I'd love to like. I think it's good and it's healing for us to like talk as friends about this shit that's going on in the world. But also like, man, I'm really. I'm I'm hyped on a lot of stuff right now. I'm happy with 
with what's with what's going on in my life in a lot of ways yeah you know and i think well talk my, about that We're like let's let's talk about some positive stuff i think it's really cool um to see uh even though i haven't been as productive as i would like to be in fact i've been barely productive at all i think it's really been an important time for me to kind of sit with myself a little bit and yeah. to and to understand hey i always said oh, if i just had you know get up in the morning and have like not have the distraction of being able to go out and not have the distraction of work and shit like that i was like oh, I'd, i'll write the great american novel i'll make the best comic ever i'll do this and that and then yeah. you actually get it and you're like oh i i am not that person i'm not the grinder that i thought i was and that's that's disappointing and shitty and at first you suffer a lot of pain as a result of it uh-huh and then and then you realize oh that isn't my default but that that makes it almost better when i do grind you know when i do get oh, up and be true. like if it was just the way that i was composed if that's like by virtue of my genetics and biology then i wouldn't be able to take ownership over that right so now when i when i do something it's because i've chosen to do it i've chosen hey i'm gonna write today hey i'm gonna draw today i'm gonna play some music today whatever whatever your mode of expression is you can own that right now because right. you got netflix you got hulu prime comic books out the was you got like all kinds of distractions so when you get to work on something like you can really be proud of that maybe for the first time ever because before you were just kind of running through the motions you know you're right you're, you're you had built-in excuses of oh i've got other things going on now you got nothing going on don't go out stay home make your shit exactly well, and that's that's hard to do but we're gonna figure out how to do it aren't we you know, yeah like we're, we definitely are i mean here we are doing it um yeah. i was gonna ask you do you think it's fair to hold yourself to that assessment of you like saying you're not just a natural grinder i mean these circumstances are certainly i'm a i'm a natural grinder I, I do tend to just get busy and stay busy and i haven't been able to be myself in that regard i've i've been productive from the outside looking in it probably looks like i've been pretty damn productive but for me it's it's like i said maybe at best 70 percent um, Becky's so Becky's got a great way of looking at that. Like she's um well I? <laughs> I've heard I, I've heard you I've heard you tell people to like be kind to themselves. To yeah. Oh, yeah. To to not beat up on themselves. To yeah, not you can't do it. Go ahead, Becky, what were you saying? I I think like it's just not fair, you know, like if you hold yourself to this ridiculous standard when it's like not everyone can work under it. You know, you have other priorities when there's something like this going on and everybody's effective. I think you get this like psychological cloud that's kind of hanging over everybody, you know? Right. And it hurts to see your friends hurting. And then that idea of like 
can you create under this much stress? Right. I think it's okay to not do that and to take some time off and to just like work out your feelings. That's not to say it's like, you know, after a while you, you can't wallow in it. Right, right. <laughs> I think right. there's like a certain amount of like allocated wallowing that you're allowed to do and not feel bad about. Um, I felt like I couldn't work for like a week when this was happening, like at the start of it. And then one day I was just like, well, I just got to draw something. And then I drew an image for my Oracle deck that I'm reprinting and that came out pretty good. So I was like, well, I feel like maybe now that was like the, you know, it's like the, like the spell was broken or like the, there was like the crack in the dam or something. Right. Then I was, right. the next day I got a little bit more work done. The next day I got a little bit more work done. And I think for me, it's been um, helpful to kind of think of this just as normal, you know, even because it's, right. if you wake up every morning and you're like, shit is so crazy. Cause it is, it's crazy. Like you go to the grocery store and it's like, they let 30 people in at a time and you have to wait in a line with six feet in between each mm -hmm. other. And it's like, yeah. it's, it's just a different way of living, but then you're all, and then you get home and you've got to like, you know, sanitize yourself and washing your hands all the time and like, don't touch your face and remembering all these rules. But it's like, but that's just, you're still going to the grocery store. You're still, you still have to buy like the necessities, you know, like that's still right. normal. So right. it's just a, a matter of like switching your perspective a bit and being like, okay, I just have to adjust to this. Exactly. So that. Right. Yeah, so then you're not thrown off completely. You're only thrown off like a little bit. <laughs> right. Yeah, yeah. You're and right then you can you're so yeah, right. focus the rest of it on work because then it's like, you know, and it, it is hard too when you see, it's hard to be like, oh, I'm going to sit down and like draw a picture today while countless people are suffering in the world. But I mean, I guess countless people suffer in the world all the time anyway. But this is like, right. you know, on such a, massive scale it's like the entire world is affected so i don't know it's hard to yeah it, I, ma it makes you think it really makes you think yeah <laughs> it's just yeah. i agree i mean I, i've been very easy on myself with it but i've also found that drawing has been just a great thing to have in my life right now i can just get involved with a piece of artwork and and it kind of calms me and it's almost like a meditative state you can get into just to give your mind a break from all the stress and worry of everything. The other day I was drawing a picture and I couldn't get the arm, like angle on the arm for whatever reason. It just wasn't working in like the hand. Like I couldn't get the energy for it. I couldn't, I just couldn't do it. And it was so, it was driving me crazy. Like I was just erase it's like you draw erase draw erase this kind of thing right. and then the whole day you you look up and you're like I haven't done a single thing because all I've done today is just erase this stupid arm and then it was like oh it's kind of nice to be angry about not being able to draw right. instead of like right. <laughs> you know consumed by like the existential dread of you know the apocalypse pandemic yeah yeah this is nuts Yeah, uh, it's, I would like to, like, dedicate more time during this to, like, revisiting some of the stuff that I, that I love, you know, in terms of, like, TV shows and music and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I've just been, like, 
struggling to get to that place where even I can do that. So it's like, oh, it's, right. it's kind of fun, but <clears throat> uh, to, to see when the, when the rules are loosened up and I'm allowed to like potentially lay on the couch all day, uh, I can't even do that. <laughs> But I, I'd like to uh, I'd like to rewatch. Um, there's this old British show called The Prisoner that I love super yeah. much. And uh, Becky and I went to Port Marion, which is where they filmed big portions of that show. Oh, actually, wow. the bulk of the show was filmed there. Um, and I think Becky, you've seen like a couple episodes of it but i don't think you've ever like really i've never done a full-on like watch of it like i remember it from when i was a kid vaguely like i remember like the big ball that would follow him around and then i think i watched a couple episodes um cameron stewart's a big fan of the prisoner and years ago he was talking about liking it and i think i watched an episode of two and was just like i don't know like it didn't it didn't stick with me but i like michael's enthusiasm for it so i like sharing his passion right <laughs> she's cool like that she'll <laughs> cool. awesome in here i love that well, yeah michael puts up with my cozy mysteries and like regency romance <laughs> <laughs> well, you know you know we've got the um the godzilla box set becky did some some yes. art for that yes and i i keep meaning to be like oh i'm just gonna do a damn godzilla day and so it's yeah like i say it's kind of fun right now like you can like set up little missions for yourself like so have you like that? uh i mean we've watched a bunch of so we did like everybody else in the world right now we watched tiger king you know it's cool uh we've i don't know we both got back into video games which is like kind of toxic for me like i need to stop Why? <laughs> because i cannot just casually play i gotta like i gotta go full tilt boogie i'm in the world i'm living i'm playing witcher right now Uh and and i've never played it before i've never been like that type of video game person but at first i was like man fuck this sorry about the swears i don't know you can swear all you want you can swear all you want but yeah i was like i'm not gonna like spend all this time playing this dumb game and then i something i just out of sheer desperation i stuck with it and now i kind of love it um <laughs> but i've put in so many i've put in so many hours now that i'm it started to lose its charm so i'm not um, as not as hung up on it as i was but when you say it's not usually your type of game what what does that mean like what kind of game is it I, if I had to play a game, it would be like, uh, like Tetris. I love Tetris. I failed the geometry because I had a, I didn't even own it. My friend had, um, had one of those graphing calculators that had Tetris on it and I would just borrow it. (laughs) Yeah. I would borrow his calculator and just sit there playing Tetris all, all day. I don't know. I, I've intentionally kind of willed myself away from video games because I know that I've got kind of that addictive personality where I'll sit down and then eight hours will go by and I'll be mad at myself. Um, yeah, I'm the, I'm the same way. I get super into games 
So I don't, I haven't tried Animal Crossing because I know I would like 600 hours would go by like that and it would be like, well, you know, there's goes April, May and June for me. <laughs> and that's no disrespect to people who love playing video games. Like, Oh yeah. I don't think playing video games is a waste of time. I think it's just like, for me, uh i'm i'm on a mission over here you know i'm i'm trying i'm trying to make as much stuff as i can i don't know how long i got on this rock and i like i want to i want to make a ton of stuff before i go and that's like that's my thing and i you know i also want to play skyrim again and maybe support the imperials this time because i've never done that before so that's (laughs) what i'm trying to do (laughs) And and I can respect that. I, I yeah. really, really can. Well, I can. Um, Look, the Dark Brotherhood needs me. <laughs> listen, I, I'm I don't want you running with them. <laughs> Becky's on Becky gets involved with these no good nicks in Skyrim and it she's better than that. She doesn't need <laughs> she doesn't need to be involved with these with these no good nicks. Yeah, I just pledged allegiance to like a Daedric lord. So I'm, you know. What's a Daedric? It's like a, it's like a demonic prince. I can't. I see. I can't back that move. I don't know what you're doing over there. I I, I don't even know who you are anymore. She's messing around. But maybe Michael, maybe she sees something in you that you didn't know about yourself. That I'm a Daedric lord. I should hope not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, kind of returning to the subject of like being happy. I I really think that being happy sometimes, not for everyone, but sometimes it can be a choice. Yeah. And uh, kind of situations such as these like kind of force you to. You have to actively make that choice. In today's world you know you have to say to yourself i'm gonna allow myself um the freedom to be happy because i think a lot of people feel guilty if they say hey this this staying at home situation right now even though it's like hurting me financially and stuff like that um maybe you're getting to spend more time with your kids, get to know your kids a little bit better, getting to like reconnect with your loved ones. For sure. Um, Like your loved ones that you live with, like do stay home. Like don't. (laughs) But um, yeah, there's, there's potential there. There's potential to have fun with, with the time that you have, like pick up a board game. Becky and I like playing board games. Um, We haven't played one in a while because we've both been on like our video games so much but like you can you can make something of this time and it doesn't have to be the it doesn't have to be like i said this fanciful idea of oh i'm gonna go create the great american novel it can be it can be something small it can be discovering that you like building puzzles with your wife or something you know it can be these are cool things and it's stuff that like normally we have to be so concerned about everything else that we don't have the opportunity to to explore these these little whimsies that we got but here it is 
you know, like yeah. whether you ask for it or not. Here's get to know yourself. Yeah, that's true, man. That's very true. Yeah, like I, mean, I, I had pretty much stopped. I'm. I don't see myself as like an artist or anything, and I had kind of stopped drawing at all. Like I just didn't want to do it. Like I spent. I'd rather spend my time uh, writing, which is my like real discipline. But I've found like drawing during this time has been like a great way to get out of my head, and yeah. I think that's. I think there's like plenty of people like that who are discovering new elements of their of who they are or rediscovering things so yeah i mean i saw you drawing a lot more on social media and that's when i was like oh if i could get both of them on that'd be awesome yeah i really appreciate that it's um it's been it's been fun i i'm sure i don't like people that are watching this are probably watching me kind of stumble around on uh on Photoshop here and they're like, this fool doesn't know what he's doing. And you're 100% correct. I don't know what I'm doing. And I encourage you to go do something that you don't know what you're doing. It's a great yeah. way to forget about the pain of being alive right now. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I've been doing a lot of pain lately and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but. You say that, but look at what you're doing. I mean, That's it's coming ridiculous. out decent. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, okay, so I, I know a little bit of what, what I'm doing, but like, I, I've just learned to listen to the painting a bit. Like, adding this more gold on top of the yellow was just the painting telling me it needed it. But yeah. Oh, that's that's the secret. <laughs> I've been I, I, doing I it wrong this whole time. Man, <laughs> I've been listening to everything. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just I, I come from, and you guys probably know this about me. I, I come from such a creative place of like control. Like when you look at my inks and stuff, it's pretty evident. So for me, it's been fun to have painting to be like. I mean, I know I say that, and you look at this like that's very controlled. But for me, this is. I'm just flying by the seat of my pants a bunch. That's so wild. That's a commission. Yes. Yeah, somebody's going to be well pleased with that one. Yeah, someone's going to be stoked about that. I hope so. How have the um the essential sequential sequestered things been going? Have, has there been Those good turnout been for all? Yeah. That's, That's where awesome. I got this. Well, go ahead, Michael. I, I've been really impressed with... Um, with what I've seen coming out of those, I haven't had the opportunity to tune in yet. But um, yeah, I I always like get jazzed when I see like. Did you do one with Cully? I did. I've been on a bunch of them. I mean, I I just what happened for me was, and I mean, I, I've explained this in detail earlier. But what happened with me was, my income for March, April, and May was pretty much solely going to be based on conventions so i just lost everything when things started getting canceled so when jason had the idea to do that essentially sequestered thing i was like all right let's get some commissions going and i just was on there every day trying to you know just to make myself available and work on these commissions and i i ended up with a a good bit of them 
that's cool. So I was just always on. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, that was, I mean, for people to be spending money on art right now, that's amazing. Yeah. I mean, I'm very thankful for that. But, I, you know, I, I got on there as much as I could. I was on there with Cully. I was on there with Mateo at times, uh, Dave Johnson, Klaus Jansen, Mindy's on there a lot. Um, I think, yeah, Tommy Lee was on there too. Um, yeah, I just, I've just made myself very available. That's uh, cool. We haven't Let's... done them in a while. Jason's, Jason's getting up, down a lot. I'm, I'm trying to call him every day. Oh man, that sucks. I mean, it's like, that's his whole business. And it just is all that, like for me to lose those months of income, it's like he lost it too. Yeah. So it's nice that I can get commissions because that's money for both of us. But yeah, so yeah. Uh, we ha he hasn't time. been doing them that much lately. I spoke to him yesterday about getting him up and going again um, just to have something to do. But some, you know, it's, it's so stupid because it seems, it's not stupid actually, but you know, it can, it can seem like everything's so trivial like it trivializes everything you know yeah. like back in december i sent off to have a pin made um, yeah, me and too. it just it just came in like like earlier this week on monday so it was really exciting to see these pins that i made like right. it, everything just got held up um because the the factory is in china it was actually the factory i go through pin game strong and Greg, who's uh, in charge there, he like goes, he's been over there and like uses all the machines. So he knows so much about like how each pin is made. So mm -hmm. he can like help us setting our pins up to like, you know, be the best that it can be. And his team is really like oh. um, focused and the, the factory is like a family run business and it's like really small and he's met everyone who works there. Yeah, so it, I feel good. It's outside of Wuhan like a couple okay. hundred miles so they were affected like they were shut down completely that like, yeah, couldn't that's, leave and... was, that's exactly what I went through my the guy I was using is who Jim uses and he like when I started ordering the pin he was like our factory shutting down because of the virus and I was like what are you talking about yeah so they had a second factory that was somewhere else but I was like I just want to wait for this the normal normal dudes who make the pin to do it because they always it's they always come out so great mm -hmm. um and i'm really happy with it but um apparently the pins were made but like the day quarantine hit they hadn't been shipped out yet like the fedex label was created so mm -hmm. i got a notification that they were shipping but they were just like unable to unable to ship the way their their place is like so far outside the city someone has to drive for like two hours to actually drop it off at a FedEx place. Oh, like it's, it's when I learned that I was like, Oh my God. Like they have, so every time they do a shipment, someone's got to like pick it up and drive it to FedEx for like, it's like a two and a half hour drive or something. Wow. Um, so I in, and no one there thankfully got sick, which was nice to hear. That's um, yeah. And I got the pins in the other day and they look great and I'm going to put them up on Friday. Oh, that's tomorrow. Yeah. I'm putting new pins up tomorrow. 
but I also was like really struggled with that decision because it's like, like, how can I put pins up and like ask people to spend their money on something that is like, it seems trivial, you know, it's like, oh, it's just a pin. But then a lot of people I talked to were like, no, people want to, you know, support artists and people want something that's going to make them happy. And like, yes, yes. So what I've done is I'm putting up like a portion of them. I think I'll, I made a hundred. So I think I'm going to put up like 60 or 70 and just have those up and then hold the rest for when things kind of like get back to normal. And if anyone wants one that wasn't able to have one, like I'll be able to put up a second round of them, you know, yeah. I just feel like mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's, it's, cause when I posted about it, I had a few people message me being like, Oh, I really want one, but like, I can't afford it. And it's like, well, I mean, I will do what I can, you know, like, I don't want to, yeah, that's great. I don't just want to sit on things. Cause then I've got like, you know, I've already got a few prints that I've made that are ready to go that are just, they're just kind of being held now. Cause I don't feel like it's right to put something up like that, but also like, I, I you, you can't wait. You, I just want to be normal. You know, I'm just trying to <laughs> I do things like I normally do. I'm kind of, I, I understand what you're saying and I agree with you. And it's put me in a weird position because I've also like, I, I still have to make money. Yeah. I'm, like I started this Kickstarter for a new art book before this virus thing ever happened. And it's got like a week left and just I'm losing like people are pulling their pledges and it's like, oh, I, no. I get it, but I'm, I'm close to my goal still. I just, it like goes up a little, it comes down, it goes up, it comes down. And it's, it's like, I have trouble like trying to like advertise it and get people to do it. It's asking so much right now, but yeah. Yeah, I, I think, there's a lot of people right now who made big investments into getting stuff done for around this time of year. And now yeah. it's like, yes. damn, like, like everyone was like getting hyped on, you know, I'm going to make a bunch of stuff for the cons and I'm going to, in my case, it was like, uh, I was prepping a bunch of pitches for right now, you know, which right. that's a huge investment of time. And now it's, I mean, that's, I I don't even know how to like email an editor right now and be like, hey, that thing that we were talking about, is that still going on? It's like, it it doesn't seem right to be like, hey, are we still doing this like thing that I was really excited about? Because like the world's on fire, but who knows? I mean, I'm nervous about, uh, the comic industry in general but i'm like not nervous about me doing what i'm going to be doing you know i I like i'm just going to keep doing stuff and hopefully the situation kind of writes itself and we're all able to do our stuff but like if my life has to change then then so be it you know (laughs) like I'm trying to roll with the punches a little bit. Exactly. Yeah. I think that's the only thing you can really do. Yeah. Yeah, it's all you can do. But I, I and I don't. I also don't think it's bad for for you or for anyone listening to like, um, 
to, to email an editor and just check in on not just the project, but just to make sure that everyone's doing okay. You know, like, I don't think that yeah. there's a, a, I don't think it's gross. I think it's normal. <laughs> I think it's a normal thing to like write to write to an editor about. So if yeah. anyone's like in the same position, you know, I, I don't think that there's anything wrong with like shooting someone an email. Yeah, I don't either. I mean, it's we we have to survive as well. I mean, it's 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 hit. I mean, at least I know. Like for me, it's hit us hard. My whole wife's my wife's um, she's an esthetician, so she works in the spa, and they just closed down. Oh man, this whole thing. So it's just I've got like we just have to survive somehow. We've got to figure that out. Yep, and that's uh, it's going to be interesting times, you know, <laughs> like for a long time, it's going to be interesting yeah. times. There's an old, uh, there is like a curse, uh, I think it was like a, I don't know, like a thing, like a Chinese curse where mm. it was, may you live in interesting times. And I remember when I first like heard about that curse, I was like, that doesn't sound like a curse at all. You know, that sounds right. like, but now we know like interesting means dramatic and scary and uncertain. Right. Uh, well, it certainly it, is interesting. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With the right, with the right amount of uh, attitude adjustment, we can hopefully change our, our perspective on that and be like, well, um, you know, this is interesting. And what can I do to be a better, um, better member of the global community? What can I do to uh, be more compassionate and caring? And right. look at, it's these little like micro changes. If everyone kind of uses a little bit of this time to, to meditate on what they can do to come out of this improved, then we'll have like a real real chance as a species if we don't meditate on this and like try and improve ourselves then th then uh, it's just going to keep going the same way and going the same way isn't working you know we have to change something we have to become better we have to becky and i we you know we do our like um our web sales, like we do it all ourselves at home for a while we were working like with other people and we just kind of, the time came for us to, to take total control of it. And uh, Becky was kind of setting up, like getting all the stuff that we mail or our products in. And it was kind of a significant hike in price to get these like eco-friendly packing materials. And, right. uh, but it, it it was worth it to us, you know? Yeah, it, yeah, yeah. It, there wasn't even much of a conversation about it. It was like, should we do this? Yes. Like, we have a chance here to do, like, one little thing. One little karmic bump. Right. Um, and recently, this subject came up on, like, a Facebook group that we're both part of. And somebody, like was kind of shitting on her for making a moral uh like for somebody who was 
this other so, company came up that like, yeah like there, it was a, a conversation about shipping supplies and like where do you get your packing supplies and i was like right. oh i use we use eco enclosed and they're great like they have compostable packing supplies they've got biodegradable tape they've got even labels um are you know you, you know and the bubble mailers are like recycled like everything's like it's a great small company uh -huh. progressive um like really earth friendly like then this is the kind of thing that like michael was saying like we this is just it's a no-brainer for us to do you know right, right. and someone else mentioned uh using uline which is a huge company and yeah. they offer everything and everything's super cheap but they're the people who own it are notoriously like they donate millions of dollars to republican campaigns and like that's not what we're about right so i was like this is like they may offer a wide selection of things at a cheap price, but, you know, sometimes, and I can't say that it's necessarily like everything, but sometimes when you are able to make a, you know, a choice like this in something that is like our business, our business, it represents us. And it's a big part of what we do. Like we order so many envelopes <laughs> and it's like, if I'm going to support someone, it's going to be a small business. That's like, really focused on you know making eco-friendly products rather than someone who's going to support people that are you know their values are complete i can't even i use the word values in quotes because it's like what do you, <laughs> you value like undercutting other people's rights not to get super political on here but right. we lean pretty pretty left in this household in this house we we are liberals um, yeah i mean mine too mine too yeah and it's like I just said something like, hey, just because when I found that out about Uline, I stopped using them for like, I think I ordered some tubes from them because I needed some super fast and I was having trouble sourcing them from other places. Um, yeah. But I've since found other places to get tubes. So that's it. Um, but when I found out, I was like, well, I can't order from them again. And it affected my decision. So I just posted in the in the discussion like, hey, you know, just so you know, like, this is not, this is why I don't use Uline and this is why I use a different company, which right. I posted the link to. And then someone was just like, well, that's really sad that you let your politics like dictate where you buy from, you know? And I was like, well, I'm, don't be sad, you know? <laughs> like yeah. I'm perfectly happy with the I, decision pretty, that I've made, you know? And I think normal. other people, you know, who would, who shared the same views as I do would also want to know that if they didn't already, you know? I mean, you can look up like the, their aggressive politics. It's like, it's a company that is so aggressive in their politics. They'll put it in their like books that they send out to people, you know, their catalogs. Oh, really? So it's like, I, I just don't want to be a part of that, you know? And it's your right to make that decision. Exactly. And that's fine. Other, I'm and sure. I just thought that it was so strange that like whatever about the politics shit like whatever about that like yes yes i think there there's like a a battle to be fought there and i'm i'm like i i by no means want to be aligned with with the right wing in this country but like the the main issue for me is like hey these things like don't have a 
negative effect on the environment as much right. as like yeah. these other things. Like, what's the argument? Yeah. What is the argument? Like right. I said earlier, like I put a huge premium on kids and I, I don't want to like leave behind a, a trash heap for the kids. We totally. gotta do it for the young people, damn Yeah, it. we gotta do it for the young. You gotta support the young people. You gotta support the young people by making better choices and like kind of showing the path of um, of not living like this thing is never gonna run out. Like right. we will ru- we'll run out. Like take it easy. Like we're gonna run out. Yeah, and uh, I mean like. My hope is that what we're going through now, I mean, for me, I'm I'm very much about trying to support small mom and pop local businesses over corporations as much as I can. As much as you can. That's a critical thing to say. Like it's within your, within your means. Yeah. Like I get it. Sometimes like uh, if you're broke and you're trying to live on the cheap, sometimes like running over to Walmart to get, your your stuff is going to be like the most uh the best choice for you and your family right we'll say uh so i'm not trying to knock that but if you can afford to shop um you know by something at something locally owned where they care about Uh, the people of the town like do it absolutely and so every time like i mean like i said our money just vanished but we still like are trying to get some carry out or delivery every maybe once a week so the kids have a, just something something yeah. right but we, we do the same thing we have we had like once a week we'll get sandwiches from like our favorite I mean there's like a vegan sandwich shop yeah <laughs> you know so a couple I, miles from our place I just make sure the kids understand like whatever place we pick I want it to be small like local like just a small local business i don't want to go to a chain right now at all yeah Yeah. and i mean luckily they my kids are little foodies so they get it too but but yeah it's just been important like we don't have a lot of money to spend but we went into this like little mexican place near us um husband and wife the husband does the cooking she runs the floor and it's just a little family joint and the food is delicious. And we're like, we've been running uh, outside and the like lap is kind of around where this restaurant is. And after we were done running, we were like, we really can't afford it, but I do want to go just give them some business. So we went and got tacos and brought them home. No, that's nice. I think that stuff's so important right now. That yeah. sounds like, that sounds like a win-win. It was. You know, there, there's win. no... There's no losing in that situation. No, That's no. <laughs> they were delicious. Yeah. Good. But yeah, this is a tricky time. And I, I agree with everything you're saying, Michael. We're like, yeah, the, there's some stuff going on with the business and the industry of comics right now that might be forever changed. But it does, none of it worries me or bothers me. I know in the end, I'm. it's not going to take away my ability to do what I do. And I will find a way to get it out there and I've also been more and more just leaning into and towards just doing things myself yeah there's 
Becky and I were talking about this just the other day. There's no greater feeling than having done everything exactly the way that you wanted it and doing it by yourself. That way, when you look at the thing at the end of the day, you're like, yeah, that is, that is me. Like that, right. that is all me for all it's good, bad, and indifferent. That's, that's yeah, and me. Spelling errors. <laughs> yeah. Speaking for, <laughs> for myself. <laughs> no, I believe me. I, I know that game all too well. But yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a great, a great feeling, especially if you're producing something creative to just say, you know, with all its flaws, this is my unfiltered vision. Yeah. And some people don't have that ever in their life. Some people never create anything. And that's, um, that's not my path. Um, but I, I wonder, I wonder like where they're getting their, their soul food from for lack of a better term like where like in the it's just such like a strange foreign concept to me that i'm i'd be really interested to hear like what standard people do right now because everyone that i know is and everyone that i'm friends with certainly um has passions that they're feeling like they aren't working on enough right now Right. And I wonder what it's like if you don't have those kind of passions. Like, are these the people that are that are uh, going out to spring break, even though it's it's toxic to do so? <laughs> like, is that what you do? You just yeah, I don't, I don't know. Live, yeah. live wild. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, uh, that's a big part of why I why I decided to not that. Decided, but really dedicated myself to doing this was there was just no other way I just couldn't see myself ever being happy like not doing this every day yeah yeah Sam that's um I'm the only person in my family who draws so it's oh you know my sister also lives in Austin and she's had a pretty rough year but she's um she's a nurse and that's Mm -hmm. kind of like been her thing is like she's like well I can't draw but nursing is my passion she's done yeah, yeah, yeah. she's done like pediatric nursing she's worked in um you know she's worked with the elderly she's done a lot of like home care stuff um and she's you know right now she's at a nursing home um so yeah it's it's fun to talk to her sometimes because we don't relate to each other at all <laughs> right, right. but she's still my sister so <laughs> Yeah, I mean, that's how I am in my family. I'm kind of the the odd one. But luckily, my my house, my wife and my kids, it's just a house of creative people. And there's always creating going on. Whether it's music or drawing or sculpting or jewelry making, there's just always stuff going on in there like that. That's That's great. Yeah, that's been really, (laughs) that's been really special. Especially my son, he's just this creative prodigy. He's not even aware of it. They never are. No. Not until not until later. Then they get spoiled. <laughs> you know, like <laughs> late, later on, somebody will tell them, uh, 
we'll tell them that they're great and then it'll kind of ruin it potentially. (laughs) (laughs) But I I do think it's important to, um, to cheer people on. I like, I, I think it's, uh, it's, it's good to be critical of people, but the people that got best at basketball and stuff when I was young were like the people who's, who had parents that were invested in their, in their b-ball and, right. and were like, oh, you, you're dope, like, go do it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, unfortunately, I, I mean, I, I do hear from parents every now and then, especially when I was teaching, um, they just have no idea how to nurture a child who has interest in the arts. Yeah, I don't know if many people do, though. Yeah. Some kids don't need nurturing. You know, some kid like, Becky doesn't need, you. she very rarely will be like, hey, what do you think about this thing that I've drawn? She's just cool to do it, you know? She's cool to, like, <laughs> right, right. Like, I'll go and be like, hey, what are you working on today? And, you know, tell her how rad she is. But she doesn't need that, you know. I it's appreciated though. I quite like it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I just I meant more in the sense of like if you're a parent and you've got this four year old who loves drawing and they have no idea how to like what what. Oh yeah, well it's cute when your kid's four, but then when they're in high school and they're like, I'm gonna be a comic book artist. That's when they're yeah. like, No, you're not. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's wake up. That's not a that adversity. Yeah. So. That's that's uh, the problem that I ran into as growing up, I think. Me too. Me too. Me too. That was a hard one. I didn't even entertain the thought of doing any of this stuff professionally. Yeah, yeah. you went straight into, like, career. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I worked in the mental health field for, like, 20 years. Um, Did you really? And- yeah, with a number of different populations, everything from people on the autism spectrum to people who had suffered traumatic brain injury, um, people that were 5150'd and needed to get some like cognitive behavioral therapy. Mm-hmm. And I worked, I was everything from like boots on the ground guy, like working directly with people to... Uh, working administratively so working both in like micro and macro capacities right and uh i did that and it it was super depressing man super depressing because you're just around people who are having the worst day of their life every day and my job was to kind of walk them through that a little bit and try and be strong when they needed somebody to be strong for them and then um and then I started really feeling like I was bringing it home you know I started feeling like yeah I was gonna ask about that yeah I felt like I was a sin eater you know I felt like I was the person who was let me take your pain and bring it home and then uh I was I didn't have anybody like taking care of my needs I wasn't seeing a therapist I wasn't um I wasn't even really really talking to friends about it so um eventually I was just so burnt out on it that I I quit my job and I 
and I was going to barbering school. I was like, I just want to do something that's like make people feel good, but um, but not you know not such like a critical role in their life. Right. And, and while I was like me, barbering school was eight hours a day for like a year, and maybe a month and a half into it, I went through like this really bad breakup and uh, I was like living in my car and all this crazy shit. Uh, but I made it through. Yeah, like I, I stuck with the barbering school and I, you know, I'd go to barbering school during, during the day. And then right when I got off, I would go over and work at this mental hospital and uh, did that for a year, and I was homeless for big stretches of it, but I, like, stuck with it, and then cut hair for a little bit after that, and then I got really lucky and um, sold Tremor Dose to Comixology Originals, and that kind of gave me enough to to live off of, so I was like, okay, great, I'm doing it, I'm going to be, like, a comic book boy. And now that like the industry is like changed, I might go back to cutting hair or something like um, <laughs> the the money ain't there, but I'll never I'll never stop like yeah, I think we can find out how to make the money there. yeah, I think that's possible. I think right now making any decisions is is silly because we, we don't we don't know what's coming right now, but we'll right. All we'll all adjust and we'll find opportunities I mean for me I, I've figured out a lot of things I, I can do um, because of what we're living through now too like this yeah. streaming thing is brand new to me and it's got me thinking about all these different creative things I can do with this webcam now it's I mean I I like my commission list filled up so fast. I'm not used to that. That was nice, but I, I also just threw myself into painting. I just offered painted commissions. Start like I took on five at the end of last year, and and I really haven't painted that much. So that's been fun too. Yeah. Well, you're ingenuitive, and you you've always got something going on, which is, you know, why I love talking to you. Okay. Well, is that the only reason why? I, but it's, <laughs> it's always it's always inspiring you know well thank you i appreciate that i, I mean i'm always trying <laughs> it may not hit but i feel like if i just keep trying that's that's what, that's what i do yeah that's same i i feel the same way just keep trying yeah that's the best okay well did you that that's such a like great closing line unless you guys had something you were hoping we were getting would get to today to talk about no oh. i think this has been pretty damn cathartic <laughs> I yeah hope that the, that's what i'm hoping that, yeah i hope that for the people listening that um that everyone hopefully if there's like a strength to be taken from from this conversation it's just knowing that like we are all in this together exactly every single one of us we are all in it together uh like we're we're a family now people like everyone that creates things everyone that dreams everyone that's striving to be a little bit better 
um, we're in it together. We're a team, and it's it's hard and scary right now, um, but we're gonna be strong together because there's a lot of us, and we're gonna take care of each other, and that's and that's gonna be that. That's it's gonna great. be cool. That's so true, and that's great. Um, and uh, I, I just wanted to say, Sean, I I love. Uh, the positivity that you bring uh like in your social media and everything i'm oh. a negative i'm a negative person negative, hey, Michael, negative, you didn't negative. know me you didn't know me like before you met me i was negative as hell well i i really like i love getting picked up by like just you know that you'll do just like a quick little thing online uh like a reminder like hey like get on get on your grind get your meditation going get you you yeah, know like yeah. little things like that like really count like i say i worked in the mental health field like i'm i'm no noob to the to self-care right. uh, i just don't always practice it well and sometimes um hearing it from a friend or somebody even that you don't know too well online um can really can really change the the way that your day is going to go so i also want to encourage people like quit quit with the negative stuff online yeah like, be, ne be negative with your partner like i'll talk trash <laughs> to becky or whatever yeah. like, don't, don't be negative like with like be kind to your partner but like if you got something nasty to say like just say it to your partner and you two can have your little laugh and then like you don't gotta broadcast it online People, people are gonna get hurt. People are gonna have a harder day because of you being rude. Just don't do it. Yeah, that's great. I agree. All right, I'm gonna uh, thank you guys for coming on here. Yeah, of course. If you want to, I mean, my goal is, as long as we live in this way, I'm gonna try to just do three of these a week. I think, maybe. Yeah. More. So if you do want to come back or if you want to jam, like. I can bring other people in too. We can have a whole party on here. Yeah, um, yeah I'd, I'd love to uh, come back and let's um, not talk about uh, the plague or anything next time. Let's. I got some stories to tell. We can just have yeah. story time. All right, so let's do that. I'll I'll, uh, I'll turn this off and then we can talk about it or email and figure that out. That'd be awesome. Sounds All good. Right, hey, um, we love you, man. Love you guys. Yeah. Right, Take care of yourself. I'm gonna press you too. I'm gonna press stop, but we'll still be on, okay? So okay, on. okay, cool.